0: Hello everyone, welcome to Anyway. That's All I Got, your weekly Cinemaholic spinoff where we talk about movies and occasionally, hey, we try to sound kind of smart. I'm your host, Sam Nolan. Who the hell are you? Hello there.
1: (laughs) See, everything can be a Star Wars reference. I'm Anthony. Beautiful. And you. And me. Who are you? Hello, everyone. I'm Jason. Uh, Nice to have you here, Jason. Thank you you so much. It's like you're here every week. It it, it is kind (laughs) of like that. (laughs) If you
0: think about it. Uh, If you're a new listener, it's welcome to the show. It's wonderful to have you here. And if you're a returning listener, it's great to have you back as always. Uh, We have a lot to get to in this episode, so we're just going to jump right into it. Last week, we're going to start with this. We're going to give a little closure on something we started last week. We did part one of a new segment we'd like to try out. And uh, this week, we're going to kind of conclude it with part two. Last week, Jason, always available to live up to a challenge, Mm -hmm. recommended... (laughs) Uh, the the opus of Harmony Korine, Mister Lonely.
2: Yes, I wouldn't
0: say that's the opus. And uh, me and me and Anthony checked it out. Yeah, and, uh, watched it yesterday. Wow, what a crazy movie! <laughs> what, a, what
1: a weird one. Right? I've
0: never seen anything like that in my life. Um, if you,
1: if the audience, and if any of you ended up watching it, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you haven't seen. Anything, Anything like,
0: it. like it? No, probably not. Okay, no. uh, so yeah, let's talk about it. in case you missed last week, let's give a quick uh, synopsis. So Mr. Lonely is a 2007 surrealist adventure uh, in which a young man played by Diego Luno who loves to impersonate Michael Jackson... Uh, white Michael Jackson Yes, in the mm-hmm. later uh, stages of Michael Jackson's life Lives in France and <laughs> likes to do his impersonation On the street and in retirement homes He's kind of like a street performer He's doing it for money or for change One day, he happens upon a woman Who impersonates Marilyn Monroe Played by Samantha Morton And uh, obviously, they hit it off Because they have a lot in common And Marilyn convinces Michael to join her And become part of an Underground troop of impersonators, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> where they live on an island in a castle. Yeah, they literally
1: live in a freaking castle. And they they really kind of believe that they're these people. Yeah, they and really. Yeah, they
2: refer to each other at, yeah. like, as Michael. Like, oh, and I found a Michael. And Charlie. I found a Michael. Yeah,
0: they got Charlie Chaplin. They got a very vulgar Abraham oh, Lincoln. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. They
1: have they got the Stooges. The Three Stooges, Stooges. Buckwheat. Buckwheat yeah. Yeah. Shirley <laughs> Temple Queen Red Riding Hood for some reason that was yeah that's that's an odd one yeah, yeah, that that Pope, the Pope the Pope
0: Pope's just a nondescript Pope they've got Sammy Davis Jr. Mm-hmm. this is <laughs> it's, great, yeah. it, it's this wonderful ensemble cast of an ensemble <laughs> cast really is what it is the rest of the movie after after they arrive at this island is all about this assortment of outsiders and the way they interact with each other uh, there's lots of twists and turns as you might have expected lots of drama And it's really, really fascinating, I found, to see how they view themselves as really, like, righteous. Mm -hmm. And, like, they're doing something like a service for the community. And, like, they view themselves as doing this really bold thing. We're abandoning our personal identities to become somebody else's. Oh, yeah. And as if that wasn't enough, there's a whole (laughs) other part of the movie where Werner Herzog takes nuns up in a plane yeah and they jump out of the plane
1: mm-hmm. in one of the most beautiful scenes I've ever seen and in a movie w- Werner starts this monologue with these incredible sunglasses I yes. don't know where you can get those oh but God. those are amazing staring right at the camera giving this monologue <laughs> and then it just fades to just nuns <laughs> falling through the sky like a yeah. beautiful song hands. he's playing
0: yeah, man.
1: Silver Mountain Zion Good it's song. nice um, you really know I, I mean a lot of that yeah records. For some reason, there's a nun on a bike going through. The yeah, I know there's that. At that point, I just started laughing. I'm like, okay,
0: it's this. Really, Why bring the bike? It's this really like spiritual, kind of meditative part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really said what we thought, Anthony. What were some of your general thoughts
2: after you finished this? So I, um, I enjoyed it. Just in terms of the sheer artistic, you know, elements <laughs> absurdity. It was a real like the the cinematography, the way they shot this movie was in, like like that was like I don't know how they did it some of these shots. Yeah. And just the like I usually don't notice that kind of stuff unless I'm looking for it. And I wasn't looking for it this time. I just I but I noticed it because it's very mm-hmm. it's very everything's very intentional and it's beautifully shot. Yeah. And I'll never look at the Three Stooges to win. they just, they're just massacre. Yeah, there's a part where they have
0: to execute uh, some sick lambs. Yeah,
2: there's about
1: a hundred
0: shots.
2: I was like, Curly, no, my God, they're just ruthless. Too. And like, and then, and then, uh, it kind of tapered off for me. I, I kind of lost interest. I thought, I, I think it got a little too weird, and I, I, you know, Charlie Chapman was a little bit too much of a jerk. But then I the a sentence you never thought you'd say until <laughs> know, right? today. and then the the but the ending bit with the like we were the, what, painted eggs or something mm-hmm. yeah that part was awesome. that was like amazing.
0: yeah and talking eggs with faces painted on they're them they're
2: all singing
0: I expected great. no less from the end of the song I love part. I love that ending
1: yeah I will say that yeah it does uh, it's cool to watch these people uh, interact in mm-hmm. their little like. I don't know where the hell they filmed this. But it is, it is stunning. Scotland, isn't it? I don't know if they it filmed it in Scotland, like, yeah. but it's set in Scotland. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it looks, it looks amazing. It's,
0: it, it's interesting to see which of the people inhabit the persona of who they're impersonating and who doesn't. Like the guy doing Abraham Lincoln, he's, he's only dressed as Lincoln. He does not act no. like he's, he's no. not Daniel Day-Lewis in it. He does no. not act like like, like, exactly. like a
2: Muppet version of.
0: Lincoln. Exactly, yeah. Or like the Lego movie yeah. version of Lincoln. It's it's he's yelling absurdities. The goddamn
2: stooges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ruined it.
1: He's riding around on a tractor. <laughs> yeah. Yelling <laughs> at James Dean to Yeah. Yeah, James get the Dean. Forgot. Um Madonna's in there. Madonna's <laughs> in there. Yeah. It's, the it's
0: queen. insane. Like I have to wonder, did they have to get the rights to these people? I don't think so. I don't know know how that
2: works. I don't know if this is how it was, but I know. I imagine they couldn't get the rights to a Michael Jackson song, or couldn't afford them. Because in the beginning, when he's doing his routine, they they there's no music. He's not singing the song. He's He's got a a boombox there. He's just and then there's sound effects when he does the gun thing. Mm -hmm, Yeah, but there's like there's a boombox there. I don't know if they just couldn't afford the rights (laughs) to like you know beat it or anything. Yes, overall, I did like it. I think I have probably the same reaction
0: that you did, which is that it was very entertaining to watch it's very well made just production wise yes it's very weird and abstract surrealism is something that i've kind of been wrestling with recently yeah it's it's really interesting to see it's it's almost like the people in this impersonating troop i don't know what you call it it's like they have something to prove to the mm. world yeah they're like we're not freaks yeah kind of and it's it's really a kind of like a uh, coming-of-age story, honestly, for... We never learn his real name, do we? Um, mm, Michael Jackson. I think they might say it at the end. Maybe once, yeah. I honestly can't remember. But it's really... It's this great ensemble cast. It reminded me, if you're uh, classically minded like me, it reminded me of Children of Paradise, if you've ever seen that, or uh, something newer that I reminded me of as uh, uh, Frank with Michael Fassbender. Yep. Yeah, kinda Frank
1: is a good... of was reminiscent of that. Yep. So, I was yeah. Literally th- I, w- I watched it... I watched uh, Mr. Lonely again yesterday. I was nice. thinking of Frank though. We it's all watched not... it yesterday. Beautiful. It's, oh, well. it's like we're part
0: of the same podcast or
1: something. Whoa.
0: <laughs> uh, anyways, so yes, that was our recommendation for this week. Uh, we're going to do another one at the end of this episode. We're going to see if we want to keep doing this. Uh, uh, yes, we're going to spend <laughs> the remainder of the episode talking about the Oscars. We're going to start... Uh, by talking about this year 's Oscars, I know we 're a little late to the game, but we 're going to retroactively say that we wanted to let it simmer with us for a little bit definitely so uh it 's been a week or two since the Oscars, and uh we 've had a little time to reflect. nothing crazy happened like no, last year no. so we're we 're just going to kind of just go over it quickly. Uh, me and Jason, or no, me and Anthony watched the ceremony. Jason, you did not. I did not watch it. So, uh, Anthony, what are, what, are you, what were some of your general impressions, not of the winners or nominees, just of the show? Well, this I thought a, this
1: um, is also the only year that I haven't watched it. Oh, really? fun fact, everyone! Wow, that was yeah. a fun fact, right? Well, you know, generally, curtain. <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> curtain. Oh. <laughs> I can't say that.
2: I thought um, last year I thought Jimmy Kimmel was much better than he was this year. I agree. I'm a big Jimmy Kimmel fan. I watch a show a lot. I call him Jimmel. Jimmel, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh, like his his opener, he didn't tell many jokes in this in the opening of uh, the opening monologue this year. Yeah. And the jokes he did tell, they were like average. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they they're just it just it was a, it was a very mellow show just in terms of comedy. I mean, I wa- they, bring Billy Crystal back. <laughs> did they touch on, like, you know, everything that's Like, Time's on? Up and stuff? Yes. Yeah. They, yeah. they, okay, they, they did, did, and I thought
0: they handled that very nicely. Yeah, they, like,
2: they they didn't make it preachy, but they didn't make it funny. So, the show <laughs> yeah. should have been funnier. I, I would rather it be
0: not preachy and a little dry yeah. than incredibly preachy yeah, exactly. and funny.
2: They they There was a balance. Yeah. But overall, I was so satisfied this year yeah. in terms of, you know, who won. I have been so dissatisfied the past five years. Mm. Oh, my God. They
0: they really cut back on some of the silly gimmicks. They still had, like, the movie theater thing
2: where they went across the street. It's, ever since Ellen did that selfie thing, they have to do some kind of gimmick every year, and it's really irritating. Yeah, where they well, got some boxes of chalk. Thin Mints. Yeah, mince? Chris Rock did
0: that. That's, yeah.
1: That yeah. was
0: terrible. They always got to do something to, like, involve the voice of the people. No, just put on a show, guys. Yeah, come on. We're not here to see normal people. In fact, yeah, I have to, not w- here to I want those, to see those <laughs> I, I have to wonder those if, losers. Do people go out on Oscar nights thinking, "All right, there's like a
2: decent chance they might come involved." I mean, in this yeah. Show. Like next year, let's just stand outside the theater. It's just like, "Hey, are they coming out?" Yeah. There's a <laughs> they'll rope
0: us into it. But overall, yeah, I thought it was a fine show. It's what it's what I've come to expect honestly yeah. in the past couple of years. I thought Kimmel was definitely not as into it, maybe it's because
2: he had done it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I didn't think it was bad, you know, No, it was it was, deb- did a he fine was, job. He was better than like Chris Rock and, you know. Neil Patrick. I really like I didn't Rock, like
1: though. Neil Patrick Harris that no, much, I I like Neil um, Patrick Harris, but yeah, I was just kind of yeah. bored by him that year. I, I do hope they get another host next year. Billy Crystal, I, bring him back. They're not going to do the
0: same person three times in a row, I don't think. No. Um, so they they definitely have lots of politics to address. And again, I, I appreciate it how they did that in a way that wasn't uh, preachy or hostile, honestly. Yeah. It wasn't abrasive in the way that uh, some things are. A lot of bad jokes, a lot of weird gimmicks. It's it's
2: fine. Mm-hmm. It's the Oscars. It's yeah. they're gonna do their own thing. I liked the um, the jet ski idea. That got. was that was fun. that was. I really enjoyed that. That was funny. because um, and then they all mentioned it in their speeches. They all <laughs> like did, that jet ski's mine.
0: Especially Gary Oldman brought uh-huh. up uh, like two minutes in the speeches. Like, oh yeah, I'm not winning the thing. By yeah, right. so stop. <laughs> get it off your mind. Yeah. Uh, so let's start talking about some winners and nominees. Uh, before we get into the big awards, uh just a few quick notable ones. Uh Coco won Best Original Song and Animated Feature. I'm pumped about Boss that. Boss baby should have won. <laughs> you're out of your mind. <laughs> no. Uh Roger Deacons, after 14 nominations, finally Yay. won for Blade Runner 2049. I'm yep. glad that movie got yep. something. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, but I what? The new is making two dune. Oh wait a minute, you hear that? We almost well, forgot. Thomas Thomas Hello, the Train. Thomas. How are you? In the background. Uh, So let's use that to transition into the big awards. So we already brought it up. Let's just bring it up. Uh, We can do a twofer. We can talk about Shape of Water won Best Picture and uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro won Best Director. How do we feel
1: about this? Happy. I'm I'm happy. So I didn't like Shape of Water as much as the other movies that were nominated. There were a few that I would have rather won. I'm so, I'm so, I'm going to use it. So goddamn happy that, that... Gave him the Toro one. Yeah, he, 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 just, deserved he deserved it. I just want to hug him. Yeah. yeah, that is the nicest man I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> and so he
2: clearly like this. This is this was his movie. This was yeah. his passion project. Yep. He put so much into it, mm-hmm. and it was clear it was just a, a personal thing. It mm-hmm. wasn't a. It was not an award show. You know, gimmick. This was a real thing that he thought of because he's. Creatively brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm glad he won.
0: Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, all's well, it ends well. Uh, I'm happy at one. So, uh, best original screenplay, Jordan Peele won for Get Out. I'm really happy about this.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's interesting. I seem to be one of the only people who thought Get Out was okay. I need to watch it again. So yeah. I saw it, I think, premiere night. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I really, the more I think about it, the better this movie gets. I think it's because I, I saw this late. I only saw this like a month or two ago. And I went in not expecting a horror movie. I kind of just bypassed that because I heard people say so many great things about it. So I wasn't even really paying attention to the horror element. And I was only looking at the subtext, which I really got a
1: lot out of. So maybe that's it. Um, I think, I think, um, rewatch it. I'm definitely going to rewatch it soon because I just have. A lot of friends who like that was their favorite movie of the year. Yeah. And that's. I thought, um, rewatch it. Three Billboard Should Have Won Screenplay. Yeah.
2: I thought the the dialogue Mm -hmm. in that was better than Mm -hmm. everything else. And I thought just the characters were better than everything else. So, uh,
0: uh, so anyways, uh, best adapted screenplay. I'm really happy about this. Call Me By Your Name one. Yeah. Uh, It just gets better and better the more I think about it. I really, really love this movie. Uh, James Ivory is the one who adapted it. I, I'm really curious to read the book now because I want to see how so, it differs. Yeah,
1: that's where I want to talk about this. I have a friend who has read the book. I went and saw uh, the movie with him. He loved he loved the movie, but he did say that they left a lot of important stuff out of the book. Interesting. Like the whole "Call Me by Your Name" thing. Yeah, that was made they, up. They don't really touch on it. Okay. In the movie, right? They just kind of say it, and they don't. Yeah, it's just kind of a passing thing. Yeah, in in the book, they really explain how it's like, you know, I will give you everything that I have Mm -hmm. if you give me it. Like they they talk about it more. Yeah, I feel like you know if you're gonna call your movie that, maybe touch on (laughs) the meaning of it a bit more, or maybe maybe that was intentional. Yeah, to just not really explain it. Who I knows? People think about it. I don't know. Who knows?
0: Oh, yeah, great, yeah. great, great movie still. Yeah, I really love it. Uh, all right, let's get into the acting categories. Gary Oldman won for playing I air quote playing Winston Churchill. There is no substitute. Yeah. This, I think of all this the acting ones, win. this was the most foregone conclusion. Yeah, honestly. This had to have won. The only other person I can I could maybe see winning was Daniel Day Lewis because of the whole retirement thing. mm mm-hmm. But I thought I thought they were
1: going to give it to him because of that.
2: Yeah, but it would have been he's his got fourth three. One. Yeah, and he's fine. Uh-huh. Gary Oldman needed one. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, he
0: deserved it. Cool. So I so we're all happy about that. Yeah. This supporting actress, uh, Allison Janney won. I was a little yeah. bit surprised by this. I actually thought Laurie Metcalf was going to win.
1: Yeah, I, so I, did I. So did I. I I knew Allison Janney was going to win just because i've heard the most about her yeah and i i saw it on it she's yeah. fantastic oh she definitely she was great. Deserved Yeah, it. she was great yeah uh
0: i love how she gave a shout out to the parrot oh she did <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it was funny uh so that's cool best uh lead actress Frances mcdormand
2: yeah. yeah which surprised me we're all happy about i was i was actually this uh the lead actress category i was the i had no um preferences. Yeah. In the, Cause I thought everyone was pretty great. I did I, I wasn't going to be upset in any, if any of them won or didn't win. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the best category.
1: Yeah. I thought Saoirse Ronan was going to win. I did too. Yeah. Um, I wanted her to win, but then after Francis won her speech, I actually didn't, I didn't listen to her speech. Oh, oh you her haven't speech? watched it. Was fantastic. It was a pretty yeah.
2: interesting
0: speech. i check it out. She got a weird laugh. Yeah. <laughs> really? She, she could really command a room. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Cool, and then th- th- we're ending with this one because I think this is the one we're going to talk the most about. Sam Rockwell wins for Best Supporting Actor. I couldn't yeah. have been more happy with yes. this decision. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, now, me and Anthony are very happy about this. Jason, you oh, wish, you yeah, wish it okay. would have well, gone maybe a little differently. You thought a certain William Defoe would have won?
1: I, I'm never going to leave. I think it. okay, I do think Sam Rockwell's performance was better, and I'm glad he won because yep, he seems like a nice dude. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be a little biased. I wish Willem would have won, just because I wanted Florida Project to win something. It was the only. And that nomination. was the only thing it was nominated for. I
0: I do kind of agree with you a little bit. I'm still happy that Sam won. No, I'm. But I, I Sam should have
1: won over Willem. Yes,
0: but I'm just saying right now, like. But I think that Willem Dafoe <clears throat> is a better example of what it means to be a supporting actor. You know, like I think his his presence is felt throughout the entire movie, mm. even though he doesn't have the most screen time. Mm. I think everyone kind of knew that Sam Morocco was going to win. Uh, if in some crazy upset, Willem Dafoe would have won, I would have been like, Hey, cool. Look at that. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad
1: Sam won though.
0: Yeah. Me too. As, as is the rest of the world. I yes. Uh, so that was this year's awards overall. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there have definitely been worse ones in recent years. So I think we're all very, very satisfied. Yes, with that definitely. Show. Let's segue to our main segment. Uh, We decided in honor of the Oscars, we wanna discuss some of our favorite or at the very least most notable Oscar winners of all time in the entire 90 years that the Academy has been doing their award show. uh, We've each chosen one winner from the following categories, which are best actor, best actress, best director and best picture. And we're just gonna kinda talk about the ones that we feel should be talked about for whatever reason. It's going to be interesting to see how that play, how this plays out. Uh, most of our picks we have kept secret from each other, but I happen to know that me and Anthony, uh, we decided to choose winners that we really liked for the mm-hmm. most part. Jason, not to be outdone, took a different direction. Uh,
1: mm, some of my some some of my choices are. I'll get in. You'll, yeah, you'll yeah. see. We'll we'll get to sneak that.
0: peek. So uh, I'll just discuss my rationale real quick, and you can discuss mm-hmm. your rationale if you want. Um, I. I didn't pick my favorite of whatever category, but just one that I feel just just to give it some love. And so I'm going to start with, we're going to start with Best Actor. This is my most predictable choice of all the ones I'm choosing today. Yes, it is. It's a uh, 1962 was a year where everyone was on fire. Everyone. It's weird how many great movies came out in 62. Uh, it's easily one of the top 10 movies of the 60s. It's uh, Gregory Peck as Atticus Finch in To Kill a Mockingbird, yep. the classic. Uh, everyone knows the story, thanks to sophomore English class. Yes. Uh, it's based on the book by Harper Lee. It's basically in rural, uh, I, I always have trouble with that word, rural Alabama during the Great Depression. Atticus Finch, a lawyer, volunteers to defend uh, Tom Robinson, a black man accused of assault. Naturally, this sparks some heated turmoil within the uh, little community that they live in. And Atticus has to handle that while simultaneously raising his children, Scout and Jim, as best he can. Uh, he's trying to, like, protect their innocence and be a good father and a good role model at a time and a place when they're really... It was slim pickings when it came to that kind of stuff. There's this narrative out there that Atticus goes through no transformation or arc in this movie. He certainly does. Which I think... I, I strongly disagree with that. It's very subtle, but Gregory Peck does it magnificently. As the movie goes on, you can see Atticus sort of like he sort of reaches a point of acceptance. He realizes that he can't protect his children forever and he can't protect them from everything. They're going to grow up they're going to see the world for the good and the bad parts of it like, there's a part where he has to shoot a rabid dog in front of his children, mm-hmm. and he really doesn't want to, but he has to. There's a part where Scout and Jim... stands shoots that dog. Yeah, yeah. he shoots it. One a rough scene. One shot. <laughs> rough. Oh, it's <laughs> t- 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 a <laughs> rough one. Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a part where Scout and Jim accidentally stop a lynch mob. Mm-hmm. They stand up to the mob, and Atticus is, is uh, appropriately horrified by this. As much as Atticus wants to shield them from the world, he can only do so much as a father and as a, as a role model. Um, the way Gregory Peck is able to portray that inner conflict is magnificent. My favorite scene of the movie is at the very end, uh, not to give anything away, but somebody uh, spits in Atticus, uh, Atticus's face this gets this angry look on his face and gregory peck can be an intimidating dude yeah. if he tries goes up to the guy you think he's just about to punch this freaking guy in the face but say he just pulls out a handkerchief mm-hmm. and just wipes it off and walks away he's it, the man it gives me chills just thinking about it one of my favorite movies of all time it's one of my favorite performances yeah, honestly. easily um and so yeah that again that's my most predictable choice i just i, I had to talk about it it couldn't have been anyone else uh, so, anyways, yes, that's my best actor winner. What about you, Anthony? What do you got?
2: So, uh, mine will be fairly quick. Uh, my best actor is—it's just—it's John Wayne for True Grit. Okay. And it's just—you know—John Wayne is one of my all-time favorite actors. Okay. And pilgrim. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just—I want—I he 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 got recognition, and that's all. That's all. A lot of
0: people consider this award to be, for lack of a better word, a pity award. Yeah. Or like uh compensation
2: yeah because uh personally i think he should have been nominated i don't know if he was not he should have won for the searchers, searchers. Yep. the searchers is in my opinion the greatest western of all time mm-hmm. and i think it's his greatest performance and while true grit was he did a, it was a good performance yeah but it wasn't like his defining performance his most memorable performance as rooster cogburn <laughs> But overall, yeah, I'm, it's just one of those things. Like, I'm glad. I'm just, it's just one of, glad to see it. Yeah. There, there you go, Johnny Boy. <laughs> you think he should have got for Liberty Valance too? I think he could have been. You know who that was? 1962. Well, then he wouldn't have won. Bam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he could have been nominated for. It. I can see it. He could, he got a really good performance in that movie. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Um, it's it's definitely one of those like this is for your whole career. Mm-hmm.
1: So, anyways, yeah, good choice. I have never seen a John Wayne movie. Yeah, okay, I've I, have I haven't seen any westerns. I will, you, for, I will tell sure you I will tell you exactly, exactly what John Wayne movies to watch. Yeah, please make a list and I'll yes. watch it. And in what order, too? Yes. All right, Jason, wow us. So I'm going to talk about an upset. Okay. Uh, oh, I know. What happened a few years ago. Yep. Oh, you do. Okay. I uh, do. It is.
0: Hi everyone. Uh, Sam here. Sorry for that weird edit. Um, I wanted to insert this little disclaimer here because, um, Jason, for his best actor, uh, decided to choose, um, an actor that he feels was robbed of an Oscar. And, uh, as much as I don't want to spoil it or give it away, uh, he picked Michael Keaton, who he wish had won for Birdman. But as you may know, uh, he did not. He lost to Eddie Redmayne, who played Stephen Hawking in The Theory of Everything. And, um, as you probably have heard, on uh, Tuesday evening, uh, Stephen Hawking passed away. And we had already recorded the episode by then, so we this happened hours after we were finished. Um, we never really bash on Stephen Hawking. We just sort of say how we wish Michael Keaton would have won instead. So it's it's not like we say anything bad about him, but I would I, uh, I didn't feel comfortable putting the episode out without putting this little disclaimer in. So just know that uh, we all felt really sad when we heard the news and um, that it, it all happened beforehand and so we had no idea that it was going to happen. So uh, we apologize if it, you we're making you uh, think of things that you don't want to think about. But uh, I just I wanted to let you know that that's that is what is going on. So, anyways,
1: uh, back to the show. Michael Keaton not winning for Birdman. Yep. <laughs> and Eddie Redmayne instead winning. Made for- famous by a very quick shot.
0: You blink yeah. and you'll miss it. He puts he, his he puts the speech you know, he puts he puts it back, back in his pocket. I want to hear that
1: speech. It's heartbreaking. I want to hear that speech because you should have won, Michael. Yeah. Yes, you should have. Mr. Keaton, if you're listening, we're on your side. You know, Michael Keaton is one of my favorite actors. Oh, yeah. You want to get nuts? Come on. <laughs>
0: Let's
1: get I nuts. think his performance in Birdman is one of the best I've ever seen, to be honest. It's up there with Jack from The Shining, favorite movie. Nice. Instead of Michael Keaton winning, yeah. Eddie Redmayne mm. won... Granted, he, he was good. Oscar Bale. Yeah. I, Oscar I Bale. don't think he was the best uh, while at, at the beginning of the movie when uh, Stephen Hawking had the ability to speak. I think he definitely did a great job of showing uh, wheelchair Stephen Hawking. And he, he's great in that, but I don't know. I, I, I have a problem with some of Eddie Redmayne's acting. <laughs> he always does the whole, like, like quirky yeah. Like talking, like fast little British talking.
0: Um, <laughs> With the exception of a Jupiter ascending.
1: <laughs> With the exception of that movie. Oh my God. It is whispers and yells. Gross. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Richard Harris Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he won for that. Mm-hmm. Now,
2: Oscar bait. 100% Oscar bait.
1: It is a pretty Oscar baity movie. Yeah. I do really enjoy, rest in peace, Johan Johansson. score. I think it's one of the... Best scores to a movie yeah. is, is that score. Mm-hmm. Um, Acting wise, over Michael Keaton? No. Yeah. Come on, Academy, I, get your act together.
0: Stop doing what you've been doing for 90 years. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, what I find interesting about this award is that the following year, Eddie was nominated again for The Danish Girl. And I have to wonder would he have gotten that if he hadn't won the year before? If The Danish Who Girl else? was even
2: more. Oscar baby
0: because then yeah, if he had that would've that would've gypped Leo again yeah well I mean Leo shouldn't which they Leo weren't shouldn't win. Shouldn't have I don't think Leo Revenant.
1: shouldn't have won he shouldn't he have won for Revenant. Revenant. I didn't like The Revenant I, at all oh, I liked The Revenant a lot but he shouldn't have won I thought it was wildly boring
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> people people have started to I mean it was a, that, it like, was like, a pretty yeah. movie it looked nice but
1: um, I wasn't bored for a second I, I was to bored be throughout <laughs> <laughs> edge uh, of my seat yeah oh <laughs> wonderful
0: yeah that's 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 a very interesting choice there's a lot to it, it's very telling still upset it's very telling yeah, yeah it was an upset and it was also upsetting
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah anyways I love Birdman yeah. I really do think and don't is. get me wrong Eddie, Eddie was fine mm-hmm. anyways let's move on to our our next category we're going to talk about best actress winners uh there have been a lot of winners for best actress 90 of them to be exact um Let's talk about the first winner Mm. ever. I'm talking about Janet Gaynor in F.W. Murnau's Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans. Haven't seen it. Either of you heard of it? I've never heard of it. Oh, yes. It is a, uh, story is poetically simple. A uh, farmer and his wife have uh, lost the spark in their marriage, you know? They're married, but they're not married, you know? Like, they're not feeling it anymore. Uh, One day, a mysterious woman from the city arrives, sings her siren song, and uh, it's going to sound absurd when I say it, but convinces the husband to drown his wife in a lake. Lovely. And uh, as you do in a marriage. As you do, they go out in this little boat. He stands up. He's about to throw her into the lake. And then at the last second, he doesn't. And the rest of the movie is just them. They go into town, and they're just going around to places trying to find the spark again, and it is beautiful. That sounds beautiful. It is my favorite silent movie of all time, and uh, Janet Gaynor plays the wife. They don't have names, they're archetypes. It states right up front, this is a an allegory of a story for what happens over the course of marriage. And the way that she is able to portray the pain and the sadness and the sorrow and the conflict of the wife in this story when she's put in this position of does she forgive the husband for what he tried to do it's a, is amazing and of course it's silent it came out in 1927 is all through facial expressions and body language and it's one of the finest performances of the silent era um there's not too much else to say because the silent era is I, as much as i love it for the most part what you see is what you get that's kind of why uh the silent era doesn't really get talked about as much anymore because the art form has just evolved so much Mm -hmm. i love it i love going back and just seeing the contrast of how movies were made back then and uh this uh, sunrise is one of what am i saying one of it is my favorite silent movie of all time for a lot of reasons but especially because of the performances and especially um janet Gaynor. i love this movie i could talk about it for hours but yeah that's that's about all I got. Not too much to say. All right, Anthony.
2: What do you got? Mine is uh, not the first ever. It really? It was more recent. I would hope not. If yeah. You, if you had said, like, <laughs> you're not going to believe this, Sarah. We had the same <laughs> choice. So I went with a movie that was one of my – still is one of my all-time favorites. I've talked about it before. Uh, Reese Witherspoon in Walk the Line huh. as June Carter. What a movie. What a performance. June Carter is one of the more – uh, underrated and less recognized people in country music. Mm. And it really wasn't until, um, you know, she started hanging out with Johnny Cash that she started getting more recognized. Yeah. This movie is, is the, Walk the Line is not a movie about Johnny Cash. It is not a movie about his music. It is the story about Johnny Cash and Jude Carter. Yeah. That is, that's the story. Mm-hmm. And, Most people go to the movie to think, like, oh, Joaquin Phoenix, he was really great as Johnny Cash. And he was great. But I thought, uh, Reese Witherspoon was the standout performance in the whole movie. I I thought she did her own singing. You know, she held her own against, um, the presence of the character of Johnny Cash. Yep. Like, a lot of times in movies, like, I don't care about, you know, Winston Churchill's friend get back to Winston Churchill (laughs) but of course I care about Johnny Cash's uh, eventual wife Anthony uh, Battaglia I don't care about Winston Churchill's friend (laughs) I mean like really like it's hard to do supporting uh, characters in yeah. true life stories yes. that's about someone so significant. Yeah, that's a good but point. But they definitely pulled it off here, and uh-huh. Reese Witherspoon's Reese Witherspoon's performance is one of my all time favorites. This is one of my all time favorite movies about one of my all time favorite singers, and she was absolutely perfect. Yeah, and it's just it's just so much fun to watch. You really buy that Johnny Cash
0: is fascinated by her. Yeah, you know like she's she, not just the love interest she's unlike anyone he's ever seen in his yeah. life um and just the just the chemistry between them is so mm-hmm. you can see it on screen
2: they perfect cast wonderful
0: on
1: both parts yeah yeah i love that that's a great choice all right jason, jason i need to i need to see that movie <laughs> you should you should see it. i saw it when i was little the only thing i remember from it is spoiler alert this happens at the beginning and his brother died. Uh, johnny cash's older brother Gets like sawed in half at a sawmill or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you got, Jason? So, speaking of getting cut, and actually, this doesn't really happen in the movie. Um, <laughs> where are you? Misery.
0: Going? Uh Kathy Bates. Bates. Okay.
1: Kathy Bates. I, I thought you might go with this. One yeah. choice. the choice. One of that. I almost. Yeah. Went with this. So I uh, don't know what she's doing with her career now. She's actually, nine, disjointed no. on Netflix. I. I <laughs> sorry, I phrased that wrong. I know what she's doing with it. I don't know why she's. Right. Doing you don't it. understand. Disjointed yeah. is one of the worst shows I've ever seen in my life. Oh, Goodness gracious! I haven't seen it yet. Oh my god! Well, there goes that bridge. I've never, <laughs> I've never turned off a TV show faster. Ooh, that's that's a bold statement. Weed reference. Weed reference. Weed reference. <laughs> They're not funny. This 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 show's off.
0: Do they make you miserable? Mm.
2: Mm, yeah. Clever.
1: Oh, like, Misery. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I think James, James Kahn, he's, he's in the movie. He's great. He's, he's in a bed the whole time, though. Yeah. Uh, You know, Kathy Bates. (laughs) Yeah. She's, she's great. So Uh, what makes her so terrifying? Like, what do you think The dead stare. Yeah. The dead Dead stare. Yeah. Like, she goes, the dirty birdie. It's okay. The dirty birdie. (laughs) The dirty birdie. The dead stare. Um, The...
2: When she you know she fixes his legs. Oh yeah. The oh, man. hobbling? Yeah, something, something that.
1: like that. Something like that. Um, that was rough. <laughs> <And> she's <laughs> putting it I remember the first time I watched that. She's like putting a board right there. Is that, like, don't is do that it. supposed to hurt him? Is that gonna hurt him? <laughs> it? <laughs> it's like ha now here? you can't put your feet together. Ooh. I'm like, uh, that's that gonna that mess show up, I guess. I she busts out the
2: <laughs> sledgehammer, sledgehammer.
1: I'm like, Oh it's like but, No No man. No,
2: Kathy. Yeah.
1: And you you see that foot. Oh, you man. see it bend. Mm-hmm. I've seen things. <laughs> <laughs> Movies.
2: <laughs> I've seen a mangled foot in a movie. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. You I, know what I, I would I thought, have loved to see? What? Um they there was they made the movie into a Broadway show <gasps> with Bruce Willis. Like you do. And, and the James Conroy and Lori Lori Metcalf oh my as goodness. any and I really wanted to see it. When, but when did that happen? This was a couple of years ago. Did really? people like it? Uh, presumably, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Well, this would be great. Yeah. Yeah, I can weirdly see it all. And even huh. though he kind of sleepwalks in his career now, I think he would... He, I'm assuming <laughs> he put effort into a Broadway play. Yeah. It's just, It was his Broadway debut, and I'm assuming he gave a damn.
0: Beautiful. All right, let's move on to our penultimate category. Best Director... Um, I'll be quick about mine. This is a director we we have brought up way more frequently than I ever would have predicted, which is William Friedkin, who won in 1972 for The French Connection, one of my favorite movies. William Friedkin has a very particular style. Uh, he tends to tell stories in a very methodical, kind of understated way. Uh, the plot can sometimes be hard to understand or follow, but he tends to make up for that with an incredible atmosphere and sense of confidence. Uh, The French Connection is a movie that I find so rewatchable, weirdly. Uh, I just love going back to this world that it creates again and again. I love watching these characters do stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if I'm not sure what it is they're doing or why, I just love watching them doing it because I don't care. It's done so confidently and so deftly that any, any minor flaw that I might, that I may take with this movie is instantly made up for with 10, great things that I love about it. It's the kind of movie that I imagine that like every director wants to make, Mm -hmm. you know, it's uh, it's entertaining and suspenseful and re rewatchable and thrilling. And he did most of it himself. I think, uh, did a lot of innovative techniques. Uh, I love the exorcist, but I think this is Friedkin's best from what I've seen. Uh, and I, I really think this is one of the finest examples of what a director is capable of, you know, what their job is, and what can
1: they do? Yeah. And how do they do it wonderfully? I, I love this movie. This oh. is a bad episode for me. <laughs> I haven't seen any of these movies. Oh, None no, of okay. them? I am I am in the dark right now. I,
0: I thought you've just... seen To Kill a Mockingbird.
1: I've seen To Kill yeah. a Mockingbird. Okay. It, I saw that freshman year when I read the book. Mm. I called it, yeah. Freshman yep, year. Yep. Beautiful. Um, That's when I read it. <laughs> yeah, I saw it then. Uh, yeah, I saw Walk the Line... Bef- way before that I think right. in 2008 come on Jason get your right? right? I know I know what I really so need cool to see movies. French Connection well I've, I've... seen weird stuff <laughs> the weird stuff I've seen makes up makes up for yeah, the stuff like that I have why, why, like copaholic <laughs> like the game done change <laughs> the game done change why yeah.
0: watch The Godfather the when you can watch Mr. Lonely right, right. yeah exactly <laughs> beautiful however I do I happen to know by the way if you don't that I think you're going to have seen this movie yeah. st-
2: I went with Mr. Scorsese with the departed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I love this movie. Yeah, Congratulations, James. All I can, I can say about input. this is about time. Yeah. Yep.
0: You should have won what? Seven seven seventeen, eight, thirty three times Thirty four times before. Like
2: this be Like this was not his best movie, but he got an Oscar for it because I think it was a uh, it was another lifetime achievement award type thing. Like pretty much. You so. should have gotten it before, but who knows when you're gonna get again? <laughs> yeah. So, but hooray for Marty! Yay, Marty! And you just finally got it. Because at the awards show, you know, yeah, you yeah. had all the three guys there. You had George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola. And, and he and he called him on it. He yeah. goes up and was like, "Hey, check that again. Mm-hmm. Make sure." Steven Spielberg was there. Yeah. Just like the <laughs> best people ever to make movies. Pretty much that were still alive. Yes, and
1: they'll they'll never die. <laughs> never. Uh, it's gonna be. You can aesthetic. live forever. Yeah, it's simple. Just what's a, that from? Do you guys know what that's from? You know. can live forever. Don't die. Don't die.
2: Don't, oh, don't it's, die. he's when he's in the nursing home and yeah. are Lonely.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Great scene. <laughs> that was a
2: weird scene. He's like, don't die. Don't Ever, die. Like, that's it's not really what <laughs> <not really laughs> they want to be
1: thinking about. And everyone's just going along with it. Everyone's like, like yeah. They love it. Guy's yeah. hitting himself with a hammer. They're like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, Yeah, we can live forever. Oh right. Let's yeah. do personal harm. He's like making them do Michael Jackson noises, and they don't know how to do. He it. goes it's like, <laughs> and they're like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. One of the guys just starts yelling. <laughs> yeah. Ah.
0: <laughs> I love it. That's oh. hilarious. Yeah. It's just good. Good for you, Marty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You did that's, it. that's great. You did it. And that's my Got personal on. favorite Scorsese movie. I haven't seen a lot of. The ones, the other ones you guys talk about, I haven't seen Cave Fear. Really want to see Cave Fear after you guys talk it's about it. It's pretty that great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Departed, this is my favorite. All right, Jason. Oh, yes. What do you got? My turn. What um, do you got? I'm going to talk about Damien Chazelle. Nice. Because. Is he still in his 20s? Because he won that for. Yeah, I think so. He was like 29 or Mala something. La La Land. Yep. Or 32,
2: I forget which one it actually was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, this guy, he, he has three technical movies, but. Actually. I have problems with Whiplash now. <laughs> weird, weird, problems that arose after I watched it again. Yeah, after I, I just it don't like Miles <laughs> Teller. <Taylor. laughs> I like Miles Teller in certain things. Yeah, that is nuts. Um, but yeah, I just I want to talk about Damien because I, I think we all can say he's an incredibly talented director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, definitely has it. Say what you yeah. want about yep. you know Lala La Land or La La even La La Land. Whiplash. He yeah. definitely has talent. Yeah, um, and I I he gets recognition for it, but I feel like not enough. Well, to I be fair, like he's only done a couple of a, a couple, but they've... Uh, Whiplash was up for they both year, right? Yeah. It yeah. won and Oscars. It won at least one. It won, it won supporting I, it won actor. Won.
0: Editing? Possibly, yeah.
1: Maybe.
0: Yeah, they were both um, big Oscar contenders. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the third movie, if it's really good, that tends to be the one that really gets people on the map. Like, yeah, that's what Neil, happened.
1: The Neil Armstrong movie. Yeah, yeah it is yeah. the Neil Armstrong movie. Like, that's
0: what happened with Ryan Coogler recently. Everyone yeah. loved Black Panther, and so now he's uh, he's one of the contenders. I was gonna say something
1: else, but I forgot. Some about uh, Whiplash, the issue you take. with Oh, yeah I, yeah. I guess I'll mention that. I don't think that was what I was gonna talk about, <laughs> but I'll, I'll talk about it. Okay. Um, rewatching it again, J.K. Simmons is great. Yeah, it's fantastic yeah. It. But, I sense a butt. Ah, look at butt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous how how, so? o- how over the top it is. No, I don't know. I've done it. The abuse. I yes, it. that would never fly anywhere. Yeah, you're right. It's just it it's really that that wouldn't work. First day first day he tries anything like that yeah. that he did in the first day, he'd be fired immediately. I yeah. I see what you're saying. I don't think there's it's a lot of it's it's surprising because uh Damien comes from like a jazz background, mm-hmm. but a lot of uh jazz performers are like that's not how you get good at jazz. Mm-hmm. Not from verbal and <laughs> mental abuse. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the movie would have been good though if it was it, Yeah, no. If it, it, would, if it was toned down in any way it I a, think no, it um, would I think it could have been toned down I don't think so I think it For, had to be I yeah. think one scene definitely should have been toned down which is when they're in a little drum off trying to get the part And he's just like hitting the the cowbell right next to his ear. That's, I think that's too much. Maybe. That's too much. Yeah, that scene I can see. I I do agree with Anthony, though. I think
0: think it has to be at the level that it does to get its message across, which is that sometimes you have to put yourself through that kind of stuff. And I like that. If you want to be truly good. It really just
1: takes it to 11. It took you out of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's fair. I but move, but only, only, on a few it <laughs> only a few parts, like when he's just hitting the cowbell right next to his ear and just... Yeah. Yeah. I, I can appreciate that. Thinking of every single bad word to say in a sentence. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a little much, but still fantastic movie.
0: Yeah. I, I guess I don't take too much issue with it, but I can not appreciate what you're saying. So do you want to move on to the final... The
1: showstopper?
0: Yeah. The showstop- mm-hmm. All right. So best picture... Uh, so many choices Yes To choose quite from Quite a bunch This is so hard In deciding which one I was going to talk about There are There are the obvious ones uh, Godfather Godfather mm-hmm. on 2 But waterfront. those those are like
2: Oscar movies Yeah like you, like, Of course those ones
0: Yeah like Casablanca on the waterfront That kind of stuff And I love all those movies I wanted to go for something that's not usually brought up When you talk about like What are some of the best movies that I gotten Best Picture Um, Lots of people love it, including myself, but uh, it's just not in that conversation a lot, which is Michael Chimino's The Deer Hunter. Mm. Yeah. The wedding movie. The wedding movie, movie. yes, (laughs) that contains a (laughs) nine-hour-long wedding, according to Anthony. Yes. So The Deer Hunter, in case you don't know, follows a few characters. I really look at it as more of an ensemble, though.
2: Mm -hmm, Definitely.
0: Um, A group of steel mill workers in Pennsylvania who are drafted into the Vietnam War, um the first third of the movie the first act i suppose revolves around a wedding in this community in this town. Second act is their experience on the front lines in Vietnam and the final act is the uh, the aftermath of the war and how it has affected everybody not just the people who were there but everyone in this entire town. This is one of the most touching stories i've ever seen in a movie. And uh, what it does very well, I think, is that it, it never goes into the politics of the war. Yes. You know, it's a human, personal story. It's very much told from the perspective of this community. And uh, they don't know why there's a war, who's fighting it, or how it even started. All they know is that they can't escape it. Even this small little industrial kind of mountain town mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania is affected by the machine of war. Uh, what the first act does very nicely is that it establishes war as like this looming thing that's hanging over everything they do. They can't not think about it. They're trying to enjoy their last couple of days just getting to be home, but they just can't because they keep thinking like this is our lives are never going to be the same. The inevitabil- uh, uh, inevitability of war is just. Too much to handle. The sequences in Vietnam, the russian roulette sequence, yeah. one of the most suspenseful tense sequences. Been ripped off. Ever. A lot. The final act of the deer hunter, after they've served their time, is so tragic because uh, they're trying to like resume their normal lives, uh, not giving anything away, but the war has taken something from them mm-hmm. that they can never, ever get back. Uh, physically, emotionally, whatever, it's its never going to be the same. Um, this was released in 1978. It won the award in 79. The country was still feeling the fallout of the war. They'd had a couple of years to reflect on it. This was... And this was just the movie that got to people that year. Yeah. You know? Like, thats that's why I chose it, as for what best picture means. Like, what is the movie that got to people? Because it's not like... With exceptions. It's not like they give the best picture award. It's not a pity award. Right. Because it's to a movie, not a person. Yeah. So I found that to be the most genuine, even though there have obviously been upsets that people look back on and think are complete nonsense. Mm -hmm. Spotlight. Quite a few of those, in fact. Yeah. The English patient, Shakespeare in love. Oh, the English patient. Shakespeare in love. Yeah. (laughs) Say what you want about those. I find this to be the most genuine award given. Yeah. And I think this is a really good stand in for what should be the best picture, you know? Yeah. Obviously the Academy is deciding based on their tastes, but what do they believe is important and effective in that year? Right. I love this freaking movie. I know you take issue with the beginning that it just goes on too long. Yes. Um, but I like everything else. I can kind of. A lot. I can appreciate that. I, Funnily enough. So the
1: wedding's at the beginning? Yeah. Yes. And that's really long? Yes. It's about 17 hours long. Oh, yes. And okay. It feels that long. <laughs> like. Ooh.
0: It's right. only like 50 minutes.
1: 50 uh, yeah. minutes. I want you to watch this movie called Melancholia. Melancholia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It also starts out half the movie as a wedding. Oh, jeez. Yeah.
0: Watch Fanny and Alexander. See how quickly you get impatient with them. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the deer hunter. Just saying. The Godfather started with a wedding. That was interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it did. And it was about 25 minutes. Yeah. So automatically good. Yes. It's the Godfather. What am I saying? Exactly.
2: What what the hell is your pick, Anthony? My pick. So um, in 1991, the Oscars... Uh, some pretty interesting uh, choices for Best Picture. <laughs> You're kind of slipping into Goldblum a little. Yeah, bit. a little bit there. Uh, for, Just because uh, I'm, I'm like f- I'm flustered at these. <laughs> so here, here's the 1991 Oscar nominees. Yep. Goodfellas. The Godfather Part Three. Yep. You heard that right, folks. The best one. Ghost, (laughs) Awakenings, which I've never never seen or heard of. of. What the hell is... And Dances with Wolves, which is the winner. That's correct. And I watched Dances with Wolves a few weeks ago, and it is now one of the greatest movies I've ever seen or ever will see. Goodness gracious. Like... That's a bold statement. This is 181 minutes of pure I-can't-look-away-ness. Yeah. And I love dances with wolves i was not expecting to like it this much nice and like it's kevin costner's uh i think it was a directorial debut i believe so yeah and like he's oh my god this movie has everything it's everything a best picture winner should be Mm -hmm. it's just an amazing story it's beautiful it's got this sweeping story it's got it's it's a character driven epic yeah how often do those come around like uh, when crazy. they when they
0: come around, the academy usually recognizes. Yeah, them, believe it or not. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, uh, mm-hmm. The Deer Hunter could even be considered an epic. I wouldn't consider it an epic. I think it's more. I think it was fairly contained. Well, when I say epic, my definition is has nothing to do with like action. It's all about scope, really. Yeah, like how much time does it take place over, and
1: how big is the? I think Cap- it's the
2: size of the story
1: and how. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's, it's more action. I wouldn't say it's action wise. I'd, I'd say it's like story wise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And usually that gets lost. You know, the
2: characters get lost in there. But this is such a character driven story. It's heartbreaking and it's hopeful and it's exciting. Like some of these action sequences and then the like are incredible and then the the buffalo he throughout the whole first half of the movie Kevin Costner's character like the whole reason he wants to move out west is because he believes the frontier like out he he goes I want to see it before it's gone and part of that is he wants to see a buffalo in person mm. And one of the most beautiful parts of the movie is when he hears them is foggy. He can only hear them and he hears them running around. And the next day they're, the whole, the ground is torn up and it's all, the grass is destroyed. And he's like, wow, Buffalo were here. And it's, <laughs> and there's a great scene. Um, so the, you guys saw Wind River, right?
1: Yeah. I've seen parts of it. I saw the beginning of it, fell asleep. The, Nothing um, to do with the movie though. That was good. <laughs> the,
2: the Native American sheriff. Remember him? His character? Oh yeah. Yes. He plays one of the elder tribes oh. um, in in this movie, and his performance is awesome. Because there's like a language barrier; they don't, you know, they don't speak each other language, oh. and it's just the way they're communicating is so, it's funny, it's heartwarming, it's such a great human story, and how how they how they tell this story about racism and prejudice and acceptance and change, and it's the it's the embodiment of best picture in my opinion yeah and it's just it's uh, so I recently read an interview with Steven Spielberg about Ready Player One okay and he talked about how Ready Player One is not a film it's a movie mm. this movie is both Dance with Wolves is both nice it's got, it's got it's got its film-like message it's cinematic it's got all this you know this isn't a film but then it's also one of the most entertaining piece of cinema ever I, I'm crazy about this movie. <laughs> so here's my question:
0: It's not like they owed Kevin Costner anything. Mm-hmm. What do you think the Academy loved so much about this
2: I, over over the other nominees? I really wish I could have been there at that time just yeah. to watch. But I really think it was the story, the grand the grandness of it, because. I think because this was probably the first epic in a while. It was, yeah. It was a time they kind of died out. In like the there 80s, were no epics in the eighties, no, you know, not really, even in the seventies. Well, there were a few in the seventies, different kinds of epics, yeah, but yeah, less like um, instead of like instead of Ben Hur, yeah, you didn't have any, The Godfather, Hurs. you didn't have any Lawrence of Arabia, exactly. You didn't have a, and I think Dances with Wolf was very reminiscent of those, you know, nineteen sixties epics. Yeah, and it's just so. Grant the grant the scope like you'll understand if you, when you watch when you guys watch the movie it's mm-hmm. the biggest movie I've ever seen I think that's and I think that's what took it away from Goodfellas which is the only other <laughs> nominee on this list that could have won Goodfellas the <laughs> the Godfather Part Three was nominated for <laughs> Best Picture at the Academy Awards oh god the movie sucks guys so much goodwill from the first two I know. And then yeah. there's Ghost. Have you guys seen Ghost? No. Don't watch Ghost. Yeah, that's oh, why. I, I, that's that's,
0: I, that's what I. Oh read. my
2: god, that movie is one of the stupidest things. Yeah. Got Whoopi. <laughs> oh my god, Whoopi's in it. Whoopi
1: Goldberg, oh, yeah, and Patrick oh, Swayze. Patrick, Patrick Swayze and oh. Didn't Kevin Costner also? Didn't he also make Waterworld? Yeah, did he did. <laughs> yeah,
2: <that>? he <laughs> made Waterworld. What a ladder. Shout, shout,
1: shout out to Waterworld. Hell yeah, out, man. <laughs> Kevin Costner. He's, he's had a great career. Yeah, yeah, he's.
0: I love Kevin Costner. Did it, like, speak to people in a way, Dances with Wolves? Yes. Because, like, like, with the Deer Hunter, I think it spoke to the people in that war sucks. Yeah. And And
2: that's what everyone was feeling at that time. I think a lot of what Dances with Wolves was, it's like the human story. Because within the conflict between the Calvary and the Native American, there's also conflict between Native Americans and other Native Americans. Like the Sioux and the Cheyenne, I think. Mm. Don't quote me on that. But I think it was those two. Um, who were at each other. And there, there's a great battle sequence in there. And um, it's about... Um, they they shed light on... Obviously, the cavalry you know, were the bad guys. Yeah. Coming and taking land. But also they shed light on how Native Americans... <laughs> you would... just made me think of Monty Python.
0: But I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't
2: that's know why. right. <laughs> I don't remember that scene in this movie.
0: But father...
2: <laughs> but there's how... How there was also so much more going on at that time. Yeah. It wasn't just cavalry come take land. It was <laughs> it was um, we're having battle. We're having to battle our own people basically, uh-huh. and it was very interesting to see that conflict and their different views on because uh, the I think I think it's the Sioux who are the the peaceful folk mm. who are like let's let's give oh kevin here is shot yeah and they're like maybe maybe the calvary war peace talk maybe that kind of stuff doesn't happen <laughs> history books will tell you that oh, but man. it's i think that's what spoke to people it's the human conflict it's the human story in this grand epic yeah yeah
0: yeah. awesome i love it i really i can't wait to see it now watch it now that you've given us so much
1: praise so did you watch it for the first time recently yeah a couple weeks ago cool yes it yeah. awesome. It's perfect
0: you, you, you gotta learn to listen Jason
1: <laughs> <laughs> well no he, he, he mentioned that like barely yeah you said you watched it a couple weeks ago you didn't say for the first it time it was oh, for the first
2: oh, time oh, oh, a okay. few weeks ago okay. Okay. and it, it was the greatest four hours
1: <laughs> four hours <laughs> oh yeah Goodness. We, we
0: both chose three hour movies that's yeah. interesting yeah Jason Mine
1: what the hell did you pick not, well one that I'll talk about a bit in depth is Annie Hall winning over Star Wars really Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh so interesting. I'm a big Woody Allen director fan. I just didn't I didn't get Annie Hall.
2: Me neither. I wasn't
1: wasn't feeling it. Me neither. Yeah. Uh you know, I love I love Midnight in Paris, I love even Cafe Society. You love Manhattan. I love Manhattan. Manhattan's one of my favorite movies. Yep. Annie Hall just didn't didn't work for me. I agree. I, I didn't, I didn't think it was Manhattan. funny. You know, it had a it had a couple good, you know, sequences in it. Uh the yeah. Animated animated sequence that's kind of nice. It it comes uh, off as a thing like you had to be there mm-hmm. when it first came. Out. Yeah, we were talking the other day, uh, the subtitle where where yeah, they yeah. say what they're actually thinking. And what they're actually thinking yeah. is on subtitles under yep. below and below the then, screen. You know when uh, they do sort of like fourth wall breaking stuff where they bring out the author that they're talking about just to <laughs> prove a point. Yeah, you know those those are nice moments. Lots scenes, some nice, cool but, cameos.
0: Yeah, we got but, Christopher Walken. Yeah, and Jeff Goldblum.
1: Those are great. <laughs> But the rest of the movie, I was just bored. Yeah, exactly. They're just so bored. I'm not the biggest fan of Woody Allen's voice and like his <laughs> acting. But uh, mankind, he was an ants. He was not an ants. He was he was ant. <gasps> he was ant. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Star yeah. Wars and Annie Hall. Yeah, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Star Wars. I will take Star Wars any day over mm-hmm. at Annie Hall. Mm-hmm. I don't, just something about Annie Hall just didn't work with me. I, I I wanted to watch it again after we talked about it the other day but then I just thought about it some more and I was like ah, God, <laughs> the last 30 minutes of that movie I was really pushing myself to like <laughs> stay with because I knew how it was going to end I can I can predict a Woody Allen movie a mile well, away Well it kind of starts with the ending Yeah too. well that too yeah. I mean I can just see how every single Woody Allen movie is going to play out Yeah I, I still, still I still love a majority of them but <laughs> <laughs> any and so it's it's weird Annie Hall's like one of his most popular movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, most of his most. Think the I think I think it's
2: all just because of Diane Keaton.
1: Yeah, well,
0: she oh she's great in it. Yeah, and she won just, Best Actress for yeah. that too. Seventy seven. I still like Close Encounters the best. There's another movie from that year called The Turning Point, which is not. I'd even put that above Annie Hall, honestly.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I love the seventies. In case you can tell from my choices.
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just it's weird. Every single Woody Allen movie I've seen, I liked. Except not any Don't watch Love and Death then.
0: Well that's that was our main segment. Uh <laughs> real quick, Anthony, you have a
2: recommendation for us. Here we go. So for us in the you've room. You've seen this and you guys at home. Yes. I've seen this. Okay. You've seen this. You have not. Um it's one it's my, fa- up, it's my favorite movie. It's a bronze tale. Ah, okay, look at It's right. my number one favorite movie. Yep. Ever. Ever. And it's Robert De Niro's, my favorite actor, his directorial <laughs> debut. And it's just the most beautiful story ever. It's got, you know, it's got all, it's everything. It's got every story. It's, there's It's got comedy. It's got drama. It's got action. It's yeah. got a romance story that doesn't make you want to puke. Yep. Which is so rare. <laughs> That's a plus. And it's
0: just. <laughs> I don't know why. I just pictured you in like a Charles Bronson voice saying, hey, romance story. <laughs> you make me want to puke. I mean, some of them. A lot of them. It's got thirty
2: seconds of Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah, a little little cameo, and it's just one of the it's just one of the most fun movies, but so dramatic and emotional, and I love it. And it's set. It, it's uh, I'm not gonna say anything. Just go watch a Are there day.
1: Any streaming services that have it?
2: That um, you know? Netflix, maybe. I know I've okay. seen it on there before. I don't know if it's still on there. I have the DVD of it, so that's how I watch it. Okay, uh, this is ninety two. You can see. That Scorsese
0: had influenced De Niro a lot Definitely. in it's his directing, very, style. Very, but it, but it's not like he's copying
2: Scorsese. No, it's 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 its own movie. It's got the, an amazing soundtrack of all my favorite songs. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah, I can't. Yes, the yes, end. Yes. That's all I got.
0: Beautiful, and that's all we got for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening again. Uh, let us know what are some of your favorite or most notable uh, Oscar winners of all time. There's Hundreds to choose from, so yeah, we only just scratched the surface with a lot of this. Um, so there's so much left to talk about. I imagine in the future we'll probably dedicate entire episodes to some of these categories, mm-hmm. uh, specifically best picture. I think we could easily do like a top 10 of that if we, yeah, have. uh, but that's we'll save that for another time for now. Okay, you may have noticed there was just a weird edit in this episode. <laughs> We were four seconds away from ending. And some <laughs> called me. <laughs> Go away, grandma, whoever you are. <laughs> it was an unknown number. It wasn't even important. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyways, sorry about that. Anyway, that's all we got.
2: Watch your down. Bye. I'm Sam. I'm Anthony. I'm Jesus.